listener, welcome to the town of Malice, a meager collection of decrepit buildings strung together by a snaking cobblestone road. Its long history of witchcraft hangs heavy on it like a dark mantle, darker than even the inky night swathing it now. You used to roam this town yourself in the prime of your teenagedom, a sad and angry child moping around like a tortured ghost. Now you have returned from university with hesitant steps for winter break. Your friends have invited you to revisit your old haunting grounds, and you've agreed. What a foolish decision. Make many more of those, and you won't survive the chaos that ensues. Good luck. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. You are with your high school friends, Tori, Xander, and Carmel. You're waiting for Grayson, who called you to meet him on the outskirts of the forest that swallows Malice. That's Xander. He stands like a willow tree, a boy with paper skin, wrinkled and creased as it wraps around his frame. Where is Grayson? It's raining, for fuck's sake. He turns to Tori. Her black hair is slick with gel and rain, its wispy ends curling around her collarbone like fingernails snaking around her neck. She's like a shadow, clad in all black, and the only thing sharper than her spiked collar is her voice. Can't we call him? He doesn't have a phone. I've been writing to him since we left for school. The hushed, mousy one is Carmel. She looks around with those wide and droopy eyes of hers. Eyes that will one day start dripping down her rosy, porcelain cheeks. He still doesn't have a phone? None of us did in high school. Tech is the tool of the crooked establishment, remember? That's still true, but you would think he grew out of it by now. What the fuck? The spindly trees shudder. Something is in the leaves. It's Grayson. Ah, <laughs> look at this! Our cult is back together for the first time since graduation. <sighs> come on, come on, follow me. I got something I... <laughs> I can't wait to show you guys. Come on. Grayson moves in sunken slithers, like his wiry frame is barely managing to hold itself upright as he snakes through the heavy evening air. He slinks deeper into the shadowy forest, leaving you and your friends to scramble after him in a chorus of crunching leaves and snapping branches. The three of you linger behind as Grayson remains a few paces ahead. Each sharp sound sends a bolt up your spine. Carmel grabs your arm, her eyes leaking as she whispers. How long do you think he was waiting for us? Look, let's face it, he's always been a little bit weird. We all were, but not anymore. You're one to talk. You still wear the goth kid uniform. Yeah, and some of us still make up stories about spells and monsters. I've seen your short film, Xander. What have you been up to since high school, Grayson? <laughs> Crafting the perfect surprise for you all. Yeah, but what else? How's school going? After high school, we talked about how I was going to Christchurch University for film studies, Carmel's doing an apprenticeship for pottery, and Tori was going to ESU for, uh, something? Political? I have a hybrid degree that encompasses studies of social justice, political studies, and public service. A little more useful than film studies, you could say. You're both making the world a better place. Yeah, yeah, and Grayson, you were- Yeah, and then you all left, and things got complicated, and I just never ended up getting around to it. We're sorry. We, we didn't know. No, no, I mean, it's fine. It's just been- Lonely, since y'all left. Boring, maybe. <laughs> and so now that we're all in this town again, it'll be just like the good old days. 
<laughs> Here we are! The forest yawns into a small clearing, occupied chiefly by a house. It is tall and narrow, topped with a gabled roof and a chimney spitting smoke into the air. Its walls are slathered in chipping gray paint and adorned with thin metal railings. It seemed built at just the oddest spot on the hill, so that you couldn't tell exactly how big it was, forever wondering if you were just looking at it from the wrong angle. The group meanders in the front yard, hesitantly watching Grayson throw open the door. Welcome! Welcome! Come on in. Grayson leads you through a large entryway, through a sitting room, a kitchen, deeper and deeper into the house that has plainly been abandoned for a long time. The faded walls are rotting and stained with murky colors. Any furniture that exists is blanketed in dust. You start to feel nauseous as you follow the swooping pattern of the muted gray and violet wallpaper. As you move throughout the house, you can't be sure if you're woozy, or if the walls are swelling ever so slightly, as though breathing in and out. The wooden hallway is covered in the faintest hairs, and shot through with coursing vessels They make you think of the sharp point of a needle prodding at a swollen vein. A pool of blood plumes from the crevices of the floorboard as you step down, staining your shoe with crimson and making a nauseating squishing sound. What's more, you hear the faintest booming in the distance, steady and rhythmic, shaking the house. Grayson leads you deeper and deeper into the shadowy, winding corridors of the house. I made this place just for us. It could be our new hangout spot since the high school unfortunately burned down while you were all away. What is wrong with this place? You, you don't think this is real blood, right? Maybe, maybe you're just leaking problems. Tori and Xander grimace as they pass an open door. Inside the room are shelves of pickled goods, including a pair of bright yellow eyes. There are a number of other oddities in the room, but none of you linger long enough to get a good look at them. As you continue down the hallway, Carmel scoops up a picture frame on an end table, which crawls away from her like a frightened crab. In hushed tones, she shows it to you. It's us. Whoa. The picture is of you, Grayson, Tori, Xander, and Carmel. Each and every one of you has a dreary expression, smeared with eyeliner and dark eyeshadow. The group is clad entirely in black, some of you more fashionably conforming to the grungy aesthetic than others. Carmel's black hair falls over one eye, and Xander's arm is dotted in temporary tattoos of runes and skulls. You are crowded around a cafeteria table laden with spellbooks and riddled with scribbles of spell circles. Like I said, we were goth emo grunge witchy losers. I still consider myself a witch. We weren't losers because we were into spells. We were losers because we couldn't do any. We just sat around and talked about how much we hated the world and wished everyone would die. Lame. You would think he'd keep a picture of his family or something, not us. What the fuck? What's, What's wrong? wrong? Someone just grabbed me. It is then that all the picture frames on the wall creep to life. The subjects of each portrait stretching out of their golden frames. Their skin is ashen and their mouths yawn open like ghouls as they wrap their slender fingers around Tori, Xander, Carmen. Get off of us! Grayson, what is this place? It's really haunted. Hey, what do you mean? They just want to touch you. What is this? Some sort of witchcraft? Of course it is. What? Oh, come on, guys. You remember? In high school, we tried casting spells, bringing things to life, smiting things to death. I, I could do all of it now. I've learned it all while you were away. That's why I created this place, this, this home. This whole house is alive with black magic. 
Literally. <gasps> Do you hear that? That's the house's heartbeat. These walls are its flesh. Every creak is its moan and everything inside. Oh, it's, it's all my imagination. I mean, I, I have trouble controlling it sometimes. <laughs> I live and breathe this house and, and you can too. We can all learn to feed off its energy, use it as a playground to master our spells and eventually burn the whole world down like we always wanted. Grayson clenches his quivering hands into fists as sparks of light fizzle faintly around them. Whoa, 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 whoa. I, I thought we were just fucking around. You're telling me that that witchcraft stuff is real? Not just, like, aesthetics? I just thought we were high. This is awful. You don't like it? Where did you even find this place? Uh, I live here. I, I've always lived here. What about your parents, your folks? Last time I saw them, they were rotting in the basements. I was... I was too little to remember exactly what happened. I mean, there was a shot and the blade and... Uh, I used some of their bones to make this place. I mean, did you know all we were missing in high school were organic remains? <laughs> that's all you need to cast spells! Aww. Oh, man. That, that's sick, dude. And impossible. We saw you at school every lunch. Yeah, yeah, I was never enrolled. But I went to school every day to meet with you all. Might be slick with rain. Sometimes my feet would just swell with blisters. But I made it there every day to bask in our raw power. But we were more than just power. We were bonded together as one. I mean, sure, we hadn't unlocked the secrets of spellcasting yet, but we built off of one another's strengths and smarts every day. We belong together. And now that I've finally accomplished what we never could, this is our chance to be whole again. I can teach you how to bring things to life, how to smite them to death. I mean, we'll start off with little things, of course, like rabbits or something, but then, then we'll move on to the whole town of Mali. Just like we always wanted, we will be the most powerful cult. Grayson, no, we're not that cult anymore. No, 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 no. Grayson's body is convulsing. His veins are swelling and vaguely illuminating. But we're still your friends. We can still be together with all our pain and trauma bonding and plans to end the world. We can just be with each other, laugh and have fun like we used to. You don't have to be alone in this darkness anymore. It's not darkness, it's just, it's just how it is. It doesn't have to be. But, but you guys just don't see it. Here, here, let me, let me show you the spell I've been working on. Grayson is frantic. He grabs at his scalp, screaming as he rips out a chunk of his own hair. The others scramble backward in fear. He clutches the rusty curls in his hand, eyes wide. Okay, remember, you just need organic material, but... Once you have it, you can just... Grayson swings his hands around wildly, the house trembling and the lights flickering until suddenly, with the flick of Grayson's hand and a flash of light, Carmel begins to melt. Wait, wait, no. Her skin peels away from itself just as a candle's wax drips down. It seeps off in chunks of goop, and before long she is nothing more than a red-tinted puddle of liquid flesh with two eyeballs floating inside it. 
It even begins to seep through the crooked floorboards. Her scream lingers in the air, the way smoke wafts around after a candle has been snuffed out. Oh my god. Grayson, what have you done? Grayson trembles, his chest rising and falling rapidly. His pupils shudder in his wide eyes as he looks around, an animal frantic and trapped. He steps back, and again and again, until he's running into the shadows of the house. Any light that once wandered through the house dims. The windows scream open as a wind rips through them, jostling you and your friends around. The painted figures grow more desperate, more hungry. We... we have to get out of here, now. Carmo. Xander cups the puddle of Carmel's remains in his hands. Now. Tori, Xander, and you, dear listener, run as fast as your feet will carry you. But you're on the second floor of the house by now. You can't find your way back. And so there is nowhere else to run but further into its bowels. You run even as ghostly hands cling to you, their fingertips icy cold as they graze your skin. Running through the house feels like falling into a kaleidoscope of misery. Everywhere things are wailing, churning, and blinking when they shouldn't even have faces. In here. Tori tugs you into a closet, slamming the door in the face of everything that tries to devour you. It is only as Tori is heaving and Xander is hyperventilating that you notice a door is studded with jagged teeth. You wonder whether or not you're about to be swallowed alive when Xander speaks. What are we gonna do? Okay, okay, okay. Let's think. It's hard to think when there's a haunted house trying to kill us. Okay, Grayson said the house had a heart, right? Maybe we can... I don't know, try to kill it or something? How would we even destroy it? No, I, I, I say we just try to escape. I can't remember where the door is. This place is like a fever dream. I feel dizzy and nauseous just trying to remember my way around. Okay, then, then we'll bust out a window or find a back door or hell, dig our way out with spoons. Yeah, but I wonder if maybe... Maybe what? Maybe we should go back for Grayson? Have you lost your mind? He's sick. I agree. No, I mean really sick, Xander. He needs help. So what? We're supposed to go back for him? He's fucking terrifying, Tori. Maybe he's terrifying because we made him that way? We used to be exactly like him. All fuck Mollus people this and I'd burn down Mollus that. We were all broken, traumatized kids once who dealt with it by wearing all black and casting spells and damning everything around us. But now you've got your stupid little black and white silent films and I've got my SJW degree. But what has he got that's keeping him from actually doing it? A shag is in the fucking woods with his parents buried in the basement. He's a time bomb. One that we can dismantle by picking out the pieces of ourselves left in him. Unless you still think the world should burn, you prick. What are you gonna say? No, 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 really. What are you going to say? I... Do you think that this is some kind of movie? I, I make those now, you know, and there's a reason I never write a scene where the hero goes up to the villain and says, Hey, sport, I know you just obliterated our friend, but they're still good in you deep down somewhere in that black abyss you call a heart. I'm a fantasy geek for sure, but there's not enough magic in the world to make that happen. You're gonna end up just like Carmel, and Grayson will stay exactly the same. Tori turns to you. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. We'll follow your lead. Tori and Xander turn, looking at you for an answer. Well, what are you going to do? Your choices are these. Choice number one, try to destroy the house. Choice number two, try to escape the house. Choice number three, go back for Grayson. If you choose to destroy the house, go to episode two. If you choose to escape the house, go to episode three. If you choose to go back for Grayson, go to episode four.